0: You're listening to Star Wars The Saga Continues. Your hosts, Kyle Avery and Tim Jirasi, are scouring the Holonet for news and bringing you all of the latest updates on the future of the Star Wars universe. And the future is bright indeed, so we invite you to join us on this exciting journey as the saga continues. Always in
1: motion is the future. This is just the beginning. You'll find I'm full of surprises. It's not over yet. No. There is another.
0: Hello again, Star Wars fans. You're listening to Star Wars The Saga Continues. Your podcast for Star Wars Episode Seven and other big, exciting future projects in the Star Wars universe. And today we've got a lot of exciting stuff to talk about. Um, as always, I'm your host Kyle, and I've got my co-host Tim with me. How's it going, Tim?
1: Hey, Kyle. To say that I'm doing good or excited, I think would be an understatement right now. <laughs> I'm God, beyond I know. Excited. seriously. Yeah, man, some awesome stuff happening.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. This is going to be a good episode because we've got a lot of stuff to talk about. We've got Star Wars animation, we've got Star Wars video games, we've got Star Wars Episode Seven, um, all kinds of stuff going on right now. So, uh, well, Tim, why don't you go ahead and uh, tell us the big news that dropped this past week? I'm sure a lot of people have heard it already, but in case anyone hasn't.
1: Yeah, so on Monday morning, I got barraged with like, text from you and the, some other friends of mine about the new Star Wars animated series, Star Wars Rebels. Yeah, I mean, because I, I didn't see the official press release right away until I was told about it from you and several other people. And I was like, whoa, what? what is this? Like, okay, let me go check this out. So yeah, Star Wars Rebels is going to be the new animated series premiering in fall 2014. And needless to say, this has me excited. I'm sure tons of other Star Wars fans excited because first off, it's going to have Dave Filoni as an executive producer, which I'm sure all Star Wars fans, the fans of the Clone Wars, are glad to hear that. Which we kind of knew already he was involved in the main series, but now it's officially known what he's going to be working on. It's going to be awesome. And then the, the other people that are going to be involved with this series is really cool. You got uh, Simon Kinberg, who we know is going to be involved with in some of the spin off movies, but he's going to be an uh, executive producer on this new series. And also says in the press release that he's going to be writing the premiere episode which is gonna be like an hour long special which will premiere on a a Disney channel. Not Disney XD, but I think it just says the Disney channel for the premiere episodes. And then also what I think was really cool about this announcement is that Greg Wiseman is gonna be an executive producer on the show too. And for those who aren't familiar with that name, he's been a producer of tons of great animated series. Most recently, Young Justice, which was cut too short in only two seasons. He did Spectacular Spider-Man, which is probably the best animated Spider-Man TV show around. And then also from the 90s, Gargoyle, which is probably one of my favorite shows growing up as a kid. It was really cool, and different show that was great action, but it's really serious in tone, too. So I think with all these three people involved with the series, we're going to be really in for something special. And then the thing that really caught me off guard, too, was the time period is going to be set in, set between episodes three and four, which... I know we were talking about this earlier on other episodes, Kyle, we were kind of assuming or had the speculation that this new series would take place after Return of the Jedi, maybe to set up episode seven. So to find out that it's going to set between the dark times, between episode three and four, just, that just kind of took me by surprise, and I'm just glad it's going to be set in that time period for several different reasons, which I'm sure we'll get into as in our discussion. But yeah, just totally excited about this announcement. I can't wait for it. 2014 seems... So far away now, but, uh, yeah, probably as excited as I've been since we got the initial announcement about episode seven and Disney acquired, acquiring Lucasfilm. So yeah, I can't wait. I'm ecstatic.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited too. Um, like you said, huge news. I found out about it Monday morning. I think I was sort of rolling out of bed and like checking my phone I was like still lying in bed and sometimes, you know, I'll check Facebook in the morning or I'll, you know, check a couple of websites or something. And I looked at IGN.com because that's one of the websites that I check most frequently because they've got, you know, movies and TVs and video games and pretty much everything I care about on there. Um, And I saw something that said, you know, title of new Star Wars series revealed or something like that. And so I was like, okay, of course I'm going to click on that. Um, But I wasn't expecting a whole lot. I was thinking maybe they would just give us the title. I wasn't expecting a whole lot of details, but I click on the thing and, you know, it's got a video with Dave Filoni talking about it. It's got a whole bunch of details of, you know, like you said, all these great people that are involved in it and when the show is going to be taking place and the name of it and all that stuff. So I immediately jumped out of bed and got on the computer and, you know, watched the video full size and was checking all these other websites to see what people were saying about it and getting on Facebook and messaging you and being like, we need to do an episode about this ASAP. Yeah. <laughs> um But yeah, I mean, super exciting. And like you said, uh, you know, kind of caught me off guard, too. I was expecting a new series to be set after episode six, just because, you know, there's obviously going to be a gap there in between episode six and episode seven that they could fill in. I mean, if they're going to have Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher and Harrison Ford in episode seven, which, you know, all signs point to they are, then, you know, there's like a 30 something year gap between episode six and seven that they could fill with all kinds of stories. And I hope they still get to touch on that at some point, be it, you know, with another animated series, another five or ten years down the road, or, you know, with some books or comics or something like that. But it'll be cool to see the dark times, too, um, you know, in between episodes three and four. I guess one thing that kind of surprised me is they had originally been hinting at it saying, you know, this is a new era of the Star Wars time period that we haven't seen before or that we haven't, you know, really dealt into before And I was like, well, the Force Unleashed touched on that, and that was a pretty big project. So it's not like this is something that's never been touched before. But at the same time, you know, we're going to get to see a whole lot more aspects of it, I'm sure. And obviously the title of the series, Rebels, uh, seems to imply that it's going to focus a lot on sort of the early days of the Rebel Alliance, which should be really cool to see. Um, I mean, you know, X-Wings and TIE Fighters and (laughs) what else do you need to say? But, uh, you know, there's going to be rebels and stormtroopers and, you know, cool space battles and stuff. And something that probably might have crossed my mind on Monday as I was looking at all this stuff, but maybe didn't really register. And then Monday night, right as I was about to go to bed, I stopped and went, holy crap, we're going to see Darth Vader again. Yeah. And <laughs> oh, I was yeah. like, oh, yes. Now I'm really excited for this. Um, not that I wasn't already, I mean, heck, I'd be excited if it was a series about, well, I wouldn't be super excited if it was a whole series about Jar Jar and Gungans, but you know, it's Star Wars and we would still be watching. Cartoon, yep. so, yeah. I'd still watch it. But, uh, yeah, just to be able to go back to that original trilogy time period and see, you know, X-wings and TIE fighters and Y-wings and, you know, the early rebels and, you know, fighting the empire and all that stuff is going to be great. Yeah, but then also,
1: cool. oh, good. I was going to say, what's cool about that in the video too, is, as far as visually how it's gonna be. You see Dave Filoni has the the art of uh, New Hope, the actual book of all Ralph McQuarrie's uh, concept art, and it really seems they're gonna be basing the style visually off Ralph McQuarrie's concept art, because as the points they were making out in that video, it's not exactly how it looks in the concept art to episode four in the movie. And since this show will predate episode four, some of the vehicle designs can look a little different. So I just think visually it's going to look amazing, too, if they're going to be basing a lot of it off of Ralph McQuarrie's early concept drawings.
0: Yeah, yeah, that is uh, that was something in that video that I thought was really interesting, too. And, yeah, obviously I can't, see, can't wait to see what the visuals look like. Um, and we were talking about, on our last show, kind of speculating whether it was going to be a 2D or 3D series. And they didn't announce it officially, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be 3D. Because not only is uh, Dave Filoni working on it from Clone Wars, but he's also got, I think, his lead character designer, Killian Plunkett, and uh, Joel Aaron, who was like the lighting and CG supervisor. And for one thing, I was thinking, I don't think they would bring Joel Aaron in, who's done a lot of work on, you know, obviously with CGI with the Clone Wars, but even before that, I think he was like a visual effects guy at, at ILM. So it doesn't really seem like his specialty would be in 2D animation, but then also they were um, talking to him in the video about uh, like what you were saying about the Ralph McQuarrie paintings and Joel was talking about the lighting and sort of the colors and all that kind of stuff. And he said something about, you know, oh, I just want to take this concept painting of an X-Wing and, you know, bring it right out of the page in CG um, which I think was the only time in that video that anybody mentioned you know CGI, but it seemed to hint that that's what they were going to be doing. So
1: yeah, and also um, look on Twitter if you follow a uh, Greg Wiseman, someone did ask him if it's going to be two D or three D, and he did confirm it it's going to be a three D or CG. So okay, okay, cool.
0: Yeah, which I mean I I am you know really excited for that too. Um, and, you know, we talked about that before. That It would be cool to see a 2D series, too, but, I mean, Clone Wars has really turned me on to this whole 3D animation thing for, you know, weekly TV series, Um, and, you know, so hopefully they continue to deliver some more of the great visuals that they had uh, for the Clone Wars show.
1: Yeah, and I think, too, like you said, it's they might have kind of got overlooked by some of the other names that were announced, like Greg Wiseman and uh, Simon Kinberg, but the fact that Joel Aaron and Killian Plunkett are involved again with this series is also great news for Clone Wars fans, because... You know, the stuff they did on that show was amazing. It looked great. So the fact that they're back is another reason to be excited about Star Wars Rebels too. Because you know it's going to look awesome that they're involved with it.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's going to look awesome. And I think there are going to be some great stories too. Um, Especially, you know, the fact that this show is going to be airing on Disney XD. um, I can maybe see why some people would be a little bit concerned that... Oh, it might be, you know, a little kids series or they might aim it at a younger audience because it's on a Disney channel or something like that. But then you think about the fact that Simon Kinberg wrote X-Men First Class and is writing, you know, his own Star Wars spin-off film. I'm like, you know, this is a guy who does like serious Hollywood films. He's not going to, you know, get onto a Star Wars show and just make it only for like six year olds. So I'm sure it's going to be pretty much the same approach with Clone Wars uh, sort of that they had in the later seasons where kids can still enjoy it, but it's going to be sort of more for a general audience and there's going to be stuff that, uh, you know, the older fans can enjoy in there, too. So, you know, I'm not too worried about that. I'm just really excited to see what they do with it.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's like the least of my concerns. That's not even a worry that came up when I was reading this press release.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, it wasn't really a worry for me, but I did read some comments on mm-hmm. different articles and things where people were like, "Oh, they're putting it on Disney XD, it's going to be, you know, some dumb Disney kids cartoon and all that kind of stuff." Um, and you know, I'm like, I I can understand that worry putting it on a Disney channel, but then when you look at the people that are involved with it, I'm like, "Nah, I don't think so."
1: Yeah, totally agree. I mean, but yeah, now for the fun part anyway. <laughs> speculating as far as what we want or what we could expect from this series i mean for me personally when i first heard the announcement that it's going to be called star wars rebels it's going to take place between episodes three and four kind of what got me excited about this the most was the possibility that we can hopefully see closure on certain clone wars characters or storylines that maybe not got the proper wrap up in that series because when you think about this time period some of those a lot of those characters can show up i mean Small, maybe the uses that palpatine was going to save him for was for this time period sent him down to hunt down some jedi or the thing i really hoping for and wanted to see is just uh, this conclusion or it's the, the reason why captain rex isn't in episode three because ahsoka we can like we said before understand why she's not in episode three she left the order so maybe she can come back for this series but with rex he was just kind of left out there where we don't know what's going to happen to him and i don't think we might have gotten conclusion for him in the bonus content so kind of what I'm hoping for is if maybe they can work some around with this story where if he doesn't go along with Order 66, he, six, he leaves the Empire and then he becomes like a rogue clone trooper. Maybe he's one of the founding members to set up the Rebellion, or maybe he stays with the Empire kind of as an inside guide, but kind of secretly like as a double agent kind of type thing where he's working for the Rebellion, but he's still in the Empire. Something like that. I just... Hopefully we get some resolution to Rex, because I think he's the one character from the Clone Wars that would kind of leave you thinking, well, what happened to him in episode three? So there's tons of possibilities for the storylines, but I think that got me excited was knowing that we can hopefully maybe get some closure on certain things from the Clone Wars that originally we thought we wouldn't get because the series was canceled. I don't know if you felt that way too, but that's something that got me really excited for this show.
0: Yeah, yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth. I was about to bring that up before you did, but... uh... (laughs) You know, yeah, I mean, the fact that it's set closer to the Clone Wars. I mean, you know, some of these characters from the Clone Wars could still be around in, you know, by by the time period of Episode 7. So if there was a series that took place in between 6 and 7, you know, we could maybe see, like, a uh, a disabled, you know, elderly Cad Bane or something like that. Uh But it's like... They've got. We've gone with the, the, the whole original trilogy without seeing those characters, so it would kind of seem out of place to bring them up again just kind of for the sake of giving them closure. But yeah, you're right. Bringing those characters up in a show that takes place in between episodes 3 and 4, which is obviously much closer to the Clone Wars, would make a lot more sense that those characters would still be around. Um, now, as far as Rex... I think it kind of depends on where the series picks up because Rex isn't in episode three, so it kind of depends on how far after episode three this series starts. Um, yeah, that's you know, a good if, point. If it, it, would, it would be cool to maybe see the show start with you know start with Order sixty six, um, and yeah. we could maybe see you know Rex and maybe even see Ahsoka come back for and you know see some stuff that happens uh, you know during episode three that we just didn't see in the movie. But I would assume that most of the series is going to take place kind of closer to Episode 4, especially if it's focusing on the Rebel Alliance. I don't know how closely they're going to stick to sort of the canon of the Force Unleashed or whatever. But I think the Force Unleashed took place only like a year and a half or two years before Episode 4. And that sort of like is the very formation of the Rebellion. There's sort of still like seeds of Rebellion going on at that point, but it's not a full-fledged war. And then Starkiller kind of sparks that off. Um, And I don't think that they're necessarily going to stick to that, but at the same time, I don't think that an all-out war between the Empire and the Rebels is going to start, you know, months after Revenge of the Sith. I think it's going to be a thing where, um, you know, the Rebels kind of have to bide their time a little bit, because obviously the Empire has such a strong grip on the galaxy right at the start, or so it would seem. I mean, at the same time, maybe it's kind of hard for them to, to get a grip on the galaxy, but um sort of you know coming off the heels of the clone wars and palpatine's you know immediate rise to power and sort of everything turning on a dime like that it seems like it might kind of be hard for the rebels to rise up and sort of challenge that immediately um they might kind of have to you know like i said bide their time and kind of gain support from allies who feel like you know oh maybe this new regime isn't such a good thing
1: yeah and of course like
0: you said all speculation at this point but Um, I would assume that most of the series, I I, I mean, I could maybe see it taking place sort of like halfway in between episodes three and four, but I I would guess probably at least a a few years after episode three, but that's just my guess.
1: Yeah. When you look at the press release and the official description, it says that um, Star Wars Rebels takes place in a time where the Empire is securing its grip on the galaxy and hunting down the last of the Jedi Knights as a fledging rebellion against the Empire is taking shape. So it kind of says the details about the show are closely guarded secret at this point. But reading that, it kind of gives you the idea where maybe it is going to be kind of early on or not too long after Revenge of the Sith. Because it doesn't say, like, the Rebel Alliance is is already completed and formed. It says it's starting to take shape. So maybe that can give you a clue as to exactly when it's going to take place. But for me, I think the ideal situation would be because I'm kind of torn. I want to see it really close to episode three, kind of see the... Republic really transform into the Empire and how they take control of these different planets and systems. Then another part of me says it'd be close if it was, uh, or it'd be great if it was closer to A New Hope because we get to see like maybe Luke could appear, Princess Leia, Han Solo maybe. So it's kind of, I'm kind of torn between where I'd rather see it. But what I'm hoping for is that throughout the course of the series' whole run, hopefully it'll last a while, we can kind of cover all those time periods. Maybe the first two seasons can start like right after. Revenge of the Sith and just progress gradually progressed until the point of episode four. Because one thing that kind of makes me think that maybe that's a possibility is that uh, for Young Justice, I don't know if you ever watched it, but um, with with Greg Wiseman as the producer of that, um, what they did for season one, it started off where they just formed this young, like all the sidekicks of the superheroes formed their own team. But then for the second season, it jumped like five years later, where like some of the members are now part of like the Justice League now and their team has grown. So that'd be something I'd like to see where we see different time periods of this a 20 year gap where maybe we start at the beginning, in the middle, and then work your way right up to the like where episode four takes place. That'll be the ideal situation, but we'll see if it goes that way. But I think it's definitely a possibility.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I would like to see that too, or at least see it be more kind of spread out than Clone Wars was. Um, you know, not that I had a problem with, like, the pacing of Clone Wars and you know, anything like that. But, I mean, if you look at the timeline, Clone Wars only covers, like, three and a half years in the timeline. And you Yeah, know, now people, I've heard,
1: though, that some people are saying that they've now bumped it up to five years, which right, I think right. makes and more they're sense.
0: Saying, they're saying they might have expanded it to sort of make room for more episodes or something. Um, yeah. But, I mean, I don't think we've ever gotten any sort of official confirmation on that, so I don't know. But even if it's five years, that's still a relatively small period of time compared to the 20 years in between episodes 3 and 4 um and you know if clone wars could have five seasons plus more bonus episodes worth of content covering just a 3 or 5 year time span um you know if they were going to sort of do that same ratio for a 20 year time span you know time span then that show could go on for you know 30 years or something so Um, I think, yeah, I think they're going to spread it out a lot more. And, you know, I would not be surprised if we see the show start with Order 66 or start right after episode three. And then, you know, by season five or six, we're, you know, a lot closer to A New Hope. And they're sort of, um, you know, either, you know, maybe maybe each season jumps a few years or just maybe over the course of the season, it's kind of more spread out. And there's maybe, you know, a couple of months in between events or something like that.
1: Yeah, I mean. I think what you're saying right there with the uh, series opened up with Order 66, so showing the aftermath of that, I think that would be the perfect way to start the series, like oh, just yeah. the first shot. Absolutely. So well, some aftermath and especially, of Order 66.
0: especially like, it, like you said in the press release, if it involves hunting down Jedi, um, you know that that would be a perfect way to set that off because then if there are going to be storylines involving you know sort of Jedi on the run and the aftermath of Order 66, it's like, yeah, why not start it off with that? Um, You know, obviously we've already seen it in Revenge of the Sith, but um, if there are going to be more Jedi in this series, you know, we could see Jedi that we didn't see in the movie escaping Order 66 or something like that. Um, Now, one thing that I also thought of, or maybe I read this somewhere, but, you know, this is definitely a possibility that would be be really cool to see, is, uh, you know, people have been talking about this for years as something that could maybe have ended the Clone Wars series, but what if we actually get to see Ahsoka take on Darth Vader and find out that he's Anakin?
1: Oh man. <laughs> That'd be the ultimate. I've been dying to see that. Like remember all the time everyone was speculating about so is she gonna die? What's gonna happen to her? I said, I don't want her to die. I want to see her confront Darth Vader and find out what he is Anakin Skywalker and that he went to the dark side. So yeah, this like you said, this gives us another hope that maybe we might actually see that in this series.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean that could be so cool. And you know, like we said, there's so many other possibilities we could maybe see. A series of episodes adapting the Force Unleashed arc, and you know we could see Star Killer in there. I think it would be really cool to see General Coda, um, even before yeah. you know even even before the Force Unleashed story. You know, if they don't do Star Killer or something like that, they could still just do an episode about Coda and his militia and sort of their guerrilla strikes on the Empire that they were doing before that game even started. Um, and then, like you were talking about, we could maybe see. Uh, you know, a younger Han Solo or Princess Leia if it were, like, closer to episode three. I don't know about Luke seeing as how he was pretty much just, you know, out in the desert wanting to go off and fight in big battles and stuff but not really doing anything important. Um, although yeah, I, guess,
1: he, oh, I guess I'm what? hoping for maybe some story or maybe a short story somewhere. Did they show him and Obi-Wan on, on Tatooine this, that's in some way, shape, or form of what they were doing during that time? Maybe they'll... Go the visionary route and have that whole Darth Maul story adapt that or something like that to wrap Possibly. that whole thing.
0: Possibly, yeah. I mean, because yeah, sure. If Darth Maul's still around, we could see him too. Because you know, Palpatine's still there, and he's presumably got Darth Maul in custody or something like that. I don't know what he's doing with him, but we could definitely see him pop up again. Um, and yeah, yeah we like- could we could maybe see an Obi Wan and Luke storyline. I was also thinking it might be cool if um, you know maybe when we get closer to Episode Four. Uh, and, you know, if there's like a, a story about some early rebel pilots or something like that, you could have uh, Biggs, who, you know, was Luke's friend on Tatooine and then left to join the Rebellion and joined up before Luke did. Uh, you know, maybe have an episode about, you know, a squadron of rebel fighter pilots. Biggs could be a main character in that episode. And, the, you know, maybe the beginning of the episode could show him leaving Luke on Tatooine so Luke could kind of just have a cameo for like the first couple minutes of the episode.
1: Yeah, just maybe sh- uh, shooting Womp Rats on their T-60s <laughs> or something. <laughs> yep, yep. But yeah, man, the possibilities are just for this, what show in general is just endless now because I think another thing, that, like we were saying before, that gets me excited is that everything we were disappointed in and about the conclusion of the Clone Wars, we have at least a hope now where it's not necessarily a closed book where we're done with all those characters now when we won't ever find out what happened to him in this series. But to me, it just opens that up again, where we have hope, where we can hopefully maybe see these characters show up in the show and that it's not all just (laughs) when you think of Clone Wars, you won't be all depressed now that certain things were left um, unresolved. I mean, we could be wrong. Maybe they're not going to use any Clone Wars characters, but at least we'll have the, the opportunities there during this time period, which just makes me super excited.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I can almost guarantee you that we'll see Boba Fett again.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. And, uh,
0: and especially, I mean, in that press release that, you know, that they mentioned hunting down Jedi, I can almost guarantee you we'll see Ahsoka again. Um, like after, you know, after the season five finale of Clone Wars, where she walks away from the Jedi Order and people were saying, oh, I want to see more of her. I want to see, you know, what happens to her. And I was like, I'm good. Like, for now, I don't need to know any more about Ahsoka because her part in sort of the overall story of the Clone Wars, which really focuses on the Republic turning to the Empire and Anakin's fall to the dark side, it's like, her part in that story is done. And especially, you know, with the way she's talking about, oh, I need to think things through on my own and be away from the Jedi and stuff. It's like, I didn't want to see her come back right away and be, you know, a main character. Mm -hmm. I kind of wanted to you know, let her stay away at least for a little bit so that if we did see her again, we could kind of see how she's changed from, you know, her time on her own and sort of all the stuff she's been going through. But I think if they are going to bring her back, I think having her come back in this series would be a perfect opportunity to do it because, you know, it's like, a few years later she walked away from the jedi then the jedi got wiped out and you know there's this evil empire ruling the galaxy and she's sort of trained to be a jedi and fight evil and so you know it's going to be interesting to see like how does she deal with that and um you know like we said seeing her kind of come out of i don't know semi-retirement i guess you could call it even though she's not old or anything but seeing her kind of come back um to maybe try to inspire some of the rebels or something and to i mean if we got to see her fight vader like that would be just so cool and such a cool you know way to tie this series to the clone Wars
1: series yeah definitely And it gets me thinking too as far as uh with the silk and everything i wonder if this series is kind of build on what the under arc under on arc started where There was a fraction of Rebels there, and maybe Ahsoka goes back there, and she kind of helps go to other planets and did what she did on Honduran to build up the Rebel Alliance or the Rebel Resistance that eventually becomes the Rebel Alliance. Oh, yeah, so So
0: there you go. We could see, uh, you know, Lex Bontari again, too. Yeah. But, um, yeah, because I know when that arc aired, they said that you know, the, the rebels on Onderon weren't necessarily, it's, it's not like that was the group that was going to become the rebel Alliance later, but it was just sort of planting this idea that, Mm -hmm. you know, everyday people could sort of rise up against the oppressors and that they didn't need like an organized military and stuff like that. So I think, yeah, that sort of definitely planted a seed in that, you know, maybe if Ahsoka or some other characters are sort of instrumental in implementing that in other planets and other systems and things like that, that, yeah, it could definitely lead to something bigger.
1: And then, too, I'm just wondering, as I think more about the series and the possibilities, just I wonder what direction they're going to go as far as what main char- what the main characters are going to be. Is it going to be something new, like what they did with the Silk and the Clone Wars, or are they going to take some familiar characters that we know from the movies or from the Clone Wars even? So I'm just really curious on who's the main characters are going to be for this show, because it really could be anyone, depending on, like we said, when exactly it takes place in this 20-year uh, gap between episodes three and four. Yeah,
0: yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, obviously, because with the Clone Wars, there's so many different Jedi that they could have focused on, but really, for that show, you know, Anakin, Obi-Wan, and Ahsoka were kind of the main characters, Mm -hmm. Um, and so, you know, I I would, if they do end up bringing Ahsoka back, I could see her maybe being sort of the main character of the show, at least sort of on the Rebel side, yeah. you know, I, I, like I said, I'm sure we'll see Darth Vader and Boba Fett, and probably some stories that don't involve the Rebel Alliance, but that are maybe more like you said—the Empire sort of securing its grip and um, and uh, you know conquering planets and things like that. Um, you know, I'm sure we'll see Tarkin again, we'll see Palpatine again, uh, we'll see some of the senators too. You know, like uh, Bail Organa and Mon Mothma and people like that. Um, so it'll be interesting to see it'll be interesting to see uh, what they do with the art style too. Um, and if they're just going to like reuse some of the same character models from the Clone Wars for some of those characters, or it'll be interesting to see how they're different, or you know what they do with it. So obviously, you know, really exciting stuff and so many different possibilities. And oh, oh, I'm like, no. <laughs> I, I think I'm getting more excited for the series just talking about it now.
1: I know, really, I mean, after it was first announced, like uh, that whole day, all I kept thinking about was the series and how the possibilities of what we're gonna see, hope I'm not building up too much more. Some of the things I really want don't end up happening, but yeah, it's just so much fun. It's like, i just talking about it now, just, man, just can't wait for it to premiere. It's gonna be fall 2014. So really 2013 is gonna be the like the last, yeah, year where there's going to be no new Star Wars content except for hopefully the bonus content will come out this year. But
0: yeah. once 2014
1: well, and, hits, it's going to be nonstop Star Wars stuff.
0: Well, and even the first couple months of this year, we had, you know, the end of season five of the Clone Wars. So it's not like we haven't gotten any Star Wars True, content yeah. this year. So yeah, I mean, we'll, we've got those episodes. And like you said, hopefully we'll get the bonus episodes this year. So I'm glad that it's not something where the show's going to be in development for a while and, you know, it'll start airing after Episode 7 or something like that. Um, you know, it's it's nice that it's just like, a, you know, a one-year waiting period and that we get then get to go jump into something new. And, uh, you know, it, it kind of makes sense, too, because I can see how Disney, rather than wanting to, you know, move the Clone Wars from Cartoon Network over to their own network after already doing, like, five seasons of it, that they think, okay, maybe let's just wrap this one up and we'll start a new show on our own network, and you know, a show that takes place right after Clone Wars, and maybe give them an opportunity to wrap up some of that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, and then they also said too in that press release, which is a date to look forward to, is that when uh, a celebration Europe. We know Dave Filoni is going to be there, but they even said that's when uh, we'll be the first to get an exclusive look at the new series. So we'll probably get a trailer or maybe some. Like early like concept drawings or something like that to kind of get a better feel of what the show is going to look like. So yeah, that's only about two months away now. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully we'll get to.
0: some. Hopefully we'll get some footage from it. That would be cool because I still remember back at Celebration Four, I think it was back in two thousand seven. Yeah. I wasn't at that one, but you know, just following the coverage online, that was when they released the first footage from the Clone Wars series. Um, that ended up being just stuff from the Clone Wars movie, but we didn't know there was going to be a movie at the time. And I remember being so excited about that, um, you know, seeing the clones and the battle droids and, uh, Asajj Ventress. And, you know, she was always one of my favorite characters in the micro series and in the comics. And I was like, oh yes, she's going to be in here as, you know, a villain and, you know, in this new 3d series. And so, I'm, you know, we'll probably only get like one minute of teaser footage or something like that if we do get footage and not just, you know, concept art or something, but, I mean, whatever they do show us is going to be super cool to see. And, uh, man, yeah, definitely just talking about this for the last half hour has already gotten me way more excited for it than I was before.
1: Yeah, I wonder if Dave Filoni is going to do a and a at Celebration Europe or if they're going to tell him not to because, you know, he's going to get bombarded with questions as far as is this going to connect to Clone Wars, is this character going to be in it or is this character going to carry over? you have going to have to probably do a lot of dodging if it is a and a of those questions. But, yeah, I can't wait for that. Oh, man, it's going to be so good. Yeah, but also, too, um uh, kind of looks like the least fan feedback from when this was first announced I mean, on Twitter, a lot of people seem to be enthusiastic about it. And just It's kind of like a breath of fresh air, really, for all those fans who were disappointed when Clone Wars got canceled. And I know earlier today we got some uh, feedback from some of our Facebook followers and uh, Twitter followers sharing their thoughts on it. I know um, Leon sent a, a tweet to us saying that if it's got TIE fighters, in it as Dave Filoni has been teasing, I'm all in. So <laughs> I think you can count on some TIE Fighters being in the series. So
0: yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah. And then on Facebook, we got a message from a uh, Christoph saying that when he hears, first heard the announcement, he was immediately reminded of that uh, short anime film we were talking about on the last episode, but x rays and TIE Fighters. And he was saying how he's kind of hoping it's going to be in 2d and that with Greg Wiseman involved, since he mainly did 2d animated shows that it will be in 2d. But, um, yeah, like we said before, it looks like it's going to be a CG show. Uh, Greg Weisman confirmed it on Twitter, and then Dave kind of mentioned it in the video. So, yeah, probably I kind of would like to see a two D Star Wars TV show, but at the same time, Clone Wars was awesome. I'm all for the CG now, so <laughs> that's not going to be some that's going to be disappointed. But and then also uh, Brian he, on Facebook left this message saying he has total faith in the commitment and creativity Felonian crew. So this gets him excited and he's, as well as the probability of the series delving into the inner workings of the Rebellion and the Empire, he says the only negative is that we have to wait until 2014, which I think is probably the only negative about this series (laughs) is waiting. So yeah, it just seems like a lot of Star Wars fans are excited, and there's really not too much to be worried or view things in a negative way about this series. It's just going to be awesome. And yeah, 2014 can't come soon enough.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, seriously. And I mean, just like that last comment you read, um you know the the people behind this are just you know i i have complete faith in those guys too and like i said if anyone has doubts about you know the content of the show or if for whatever reason you don't think doing a series about the rebellion is a good idea or if you're worried that disney is going to screw it up or something like that you can know that the you know the people involved are all you know credible proven animation guys and obviously we've got dave Filoni, who we know loves yeah. Star Wars and knows Star Wars inside and out and cares about Star Wars fans. So this is definitely, um, you know, in the hands of good people. And I think it's going to be a fantastic show.
1: And you can just tell, too, from that video how excited Dave was about this series. Oh, it was like- yeah. I mean, not to say he was getting tired doing a Clone Wars, but it was just kind of like something new and exciting for him as a Star Wars fan. Just, he just can't help get excited about doing it. So, yeah, <laughs> the passion is definitely still there.
0: Yeah, and, you know, I can definitely understand that for Dave because, you know, he grew up with the original trilogy. And, you know, when he posted that, uh, that little teaser image of a TIE fighter that he sketched and he seemed like so excited just to be sort of delving back into that original trilogy time period. Um, And, you know, I'm sure that's probably the reason for a lot of excitement for other fans, too. And, you know, honestly, I'm really excited about that, too, even though, well, I, you know, I watched the original trilogy growing up, but then I sort of really became a hardcore Star Wars fan around the time that the prequels were coming out. So, you know, I've always loved both trilogies but especially with you know the prequels coming out more recently and then with you know the clone war series and stuff i think it is going to be sort of a, a fresh of a breath of fresh air and also sort of a nice throwback to be able to go back to some good old classic x-wing versus tie fighters and all that kind of stuff so yeah it's it's going to be a lot of fun
1: and one other thing i was thinking about this too is i wonder how much uh, george lucas was has his hand in this series if it's if they're going to be basing off of anything that he gave them or any story ideas that he had, or is this going to really be the first thing that of Star Wars that he's not fully involved with? Or is this like, he's leaving it in Dave's hands This is what he trained him for with Clone Wars. And he's just going to sit back and enjoy it. Like the fans, I just wonder how much input he's actually going to have in this series.
0: Yeah. You know, and I thought about that too. And I was like, (laughs) it's still kind of hard to wrap your head around the idea of, something star Wars related without George Lucas attached to it in any capacity. Yeah. But at the same time, um, you know, like you said, he, he's got people that he trusts working on it. He's got, you know, credible, talented people. Um, he said he's retiring. So, you know, even though he said that and kind of still continue to serve as like a guy who's providing all the story ideas on clone wars, um, you know, I, I can kind of see him taking more of a backseat on this one and, you know, maybe he'll give them some suggestions for stories, or I could also see a situation where, you know, maybe he wants to stay hands off, but Dave and everybody else is going to him saying, Hey, can we do this? Can we do that? You know, does this work? This or that certain way. Um, so you know, I, I still kind of find it hard to believe that he's not going to have anything to do with it whatsoever. But I do think he's going to have less of a role in this new series than he did on Clone Wars. He probably won't be the one giving the story ideas for every single episode. Um, And I I partially think that because, you know, just because in the press release and the video and everything, he was nowhere to be found and nobody mentioned anything about, you know, working with him to come up with stories or anything like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I can definitely see that happening. Or maybe he'll just like, Maybe a story meeting for episode eight or nine, he'll pop his head in the, the animation studio and give him some notes or saying, hey, do you guys want to do this story or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> he'll, he'll probably definitely have his presence felt in a small way somewhere in this development of this series.
0: Yeah, yeah. But I mean, at the same time, he he's kind of, well, I guess you could say the same thing for Clone Wars, but I was going to say he's already given us the start and end points. Um, you know he gave us he, he's the one that made episode 3 and made episode 4 and sort of was behind the whole original trilogy so it's almost like he kind of put the the concrete blocks of the story there and now he can just let some other people fill in the gaps but um, you know then again like I said he did that for, He you could say the same for Clone Wars too but also he spent you know 8 years or something working with Dave Filoni on the Clone Wars and sort of I guess grooming him to sort of take over this and so At this point, I think Dave probably knows it well enough to handle it on his own and maybe know, in some instances, know what George would want, but then also maybe not be afraid to sort of put his own spin on things too or maybe do things that he wants to do or that he knows the fans want that maybe George wouldn't necessarily go along with. Because, I mean, he's already proven that he could do that a couple times in Clone Wars. He talked about in the uh, the the behind-the-scenes video on StarWars.com for the Season 5 finale... That at the end of that episode, instead of sort of the regular closing credits where, um, you know, where it's got like that circle transition that goes to the credits and they've got like the the regular ending music that's kind of, you know, loud and upbeat. Yeah. He really wanted to sort of let that last emotional moment sink in with Ahsoka walking away. So instead they faded to black. But he didn't tell George that they were going to do that because he knew that George wouldn't want to do that and, you know, wouldn't like it. And so he just waited until like the final cut of the episode put that in there himself and then showed it to George and you know, he was like, yeah, if I told George about this ahead of time, he wouldn't have liked it. But then once he actually saw it for himself and saw how it looked, then, you know, he liked it and went along with it. So, I mean, I, you know, I like that he has that level of independence now where he's like, okay, I know star Wars and I know George well enough that I can kind of do my own thing with it, but also sort of know what he would want and sort of how to respect it and all that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. And I'm sure at the same time too, that, puts like a george's mind at ease too, knowing that it's in the hands of Dave maloney because like you said he's worked on the show eight years now so he has all the trust in him in the world where like if he does it if he does these things on his own like you said it'll be for the better because that example you gave was perfect because it did work so much better how that episode ended with the fading out and the soft music that played during that it made the episode even stand out more in a good way
0: yeah yeah it was just fantastic
1: but yeah, so I mean, I,
0: I've got complete faith in Dave Filoni. And, you know, it'll be interesting to see as as far as we know, Filoni and the other two guys are all just sort of executive producers on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know exactly how his role is going to be different on this show than it was on Clone Wars, because on Clone Wars, he was the, um, you know, the supervising director. And you know I don't know if they'll have a supervising director on this show, or if he's sort of got a similar role with just a different title or sort of how that's going to go. But um, yeah, yeah, I have a feeling least, it's going least... to probably
1: have the same responsibilities as the Clone Wars. Maybe just kind of like a different title, like a promotion or something like that. But yeah. I, from the video too, and what he's doing, I can't see him like not being that much involved. And I think he's going to be heavily involved with a lot of the aspects of the show.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, I'm sure he's going to be heavily involved. I'm not saying he's just going to be you know sitting behind his desk, you know, writing checks for the animation people or anything like that.
1: Yeah, because someone like Simon Kinberg is somebody you can see where maybe he not might not be involved in everything that's going on with the show because he has other projects that yeah. he's doing, not to mention the standalone movies. So.
0: Yeah, and I could see – I mean especially if he's you yeah, know—if he's writing the pilot episode, he's writing a, a standalone spin-off film. I could see him being sort of more of like a story idea, kind of creative consultant kind of guy, whereas Dave Filoni will probably be – well, I guess Dave Filoni and uh, the other guy, Greg Wiseman is his name, right? Yeah. yeah whereas they both have you know uh heavy backgrounds in in animation um you know both of those guys will probably be more involved with like the animation teams and the actual like look and production of the show and that sort of thing
1: yeah definitely i can see that happening but they'll probably get to know other people who are gonna be on the show too who may be up and coming and have their own talents that they're going to bring to the show too so this can be the opening door for like another new dave feloni to come in and uh, be like Let's so make his name known on this series. So, yeah, we'll find out.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. But and then, of course, there's also, you know, we, we it's probably too early to even start speculating about this. But then, of course, there's going to be a whole new slate of voice actors, too. Um, yeah. And, you know, it just makes you wonder what they're going to do with that. Are they going to bring, you know, Tim Curry back to do Palpatine or you know, honestly, I would love to see Sam Witwer do it. Um, just because I thought he did such a great job as the Emperor in The Force Unleashed and I I never thought he could really pull it off in Clone Wars because you had to have Darth Sidious but also Chancellor Palpatine who's, you know, still sort of the the kindly old man who's, you know, in charge of the good guys Um, but, you know, obviously after Episode 3 he's just full-on evil sitting there cackling in his black hood with his face all messed up so, um, you know, as long as it's like just the dark side version of them, I think Sam Whitward could do a fantastic job with that.
1: But yeah, I'm hoping for a mix of because I think of course there's gonna be new voice actors, but even some of the old Clone Wars actors can return. Yeah, I totally agree with you with Sam Whitward. Mm-hmm. I mean I think Dave's just gonna use him for whatever role he can find really if it's oh, not yeah, Darth yeah, or... and you
0: know obviously if they bring Star Killer back for an episode. Yeah. Um,
1: or even, and then d- Dee Bradley Baker from the Stormtroopers. Yep. I mean, if it's early Dang, on. You,
0: you keep saying stuff that I'm just about to say by <laughs> a second. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, I, I thought about, I was like, oh, well, you know, Stormtroopers aren't all the same. Like the clone troopers are, you know, they have, you know, Imperial academies and they recruit people and stuff. So maybe they're not, they're not all going to sound the same, but if the show starts right after episode three, then yeah, all the ones they have to begin with are going to sound the same. Cause they're just clone troopers with different helmets.
1: Yeah. Or and, even two like you said, if they bring, uh, Boba Fett into the series are they going to be is going to be Daniel Logan or maybe they're going to jump to the point where he's already full on in his armor and kind of grown upwards close to episode four? Deep Bradley Baker is going to do the voice for that for Boba Fett. So yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, especially if they start closer to episode three, I still would like to see a story where we see Boba Fett get his helmet and his armor and get Slave One back from Hondo and sort of um, make that transition from you know, little kid who wants to be a bounty hunter like dad to, okay, you know, I'm taking this on for myself now and I'm going to become the best bounty hunter in the galaxy, which I still think he's going to have to have a showdown with Cad Bane and kill Cad Bane and sort of, you know, assume that mantle.
1: Yeah, that's the thing because I know for a fact that they did do an arc for season six or I don't know if season seven it They did record an arc with Boba Fett and but that's the thing is it going to be part of the bonus content or is it one of the ones that didn't get finished all the way so um, if it didn't get finished that's something i'm definitely hoping to see to hopefully carry on into this new show But i think you're right we definitely have to see some of that transition to boba fett becoming the best bounty hunter in the galaxy
0: Yeah, and I mean with that Clone Wars arc, this is you know I've I've only heard rumors about this, but I heard that yeah they were working on it and it was close to being done, but not close enough that they could finish it on you know whatever limited time or budget they had to sort of finish up these bonus episodes. So I heard that we're not going to see that one, but I don't know for sure. Um, But I guess you know we (laughs) wow we've already spent like forty five minutes talking about this new Rebels show. That's how (laughs) excited we are about it. But we've got still a lot more stuff to cover so this could end up being one of our longest episodes but let's let's transfer over from Rebels to talking about the Clone Wars and the uh, the bonus content that's coming this past week we also or maybe it was last week or something you know in the the past couple weeks or so it was recently we got another clip released Well, it actually wasn't officially released it was shown at Star Wars weekends and you know somebody took a bootleg video of it and posted it up on YouTube but a lot of people have seen it by now and it's a new clip from uh, what presumably is going to be a story arc focusing on Yoda. Um, and the the clip, it's pretty funny if you haven't seen it. It's uh, Yoda like sitting in a hospital, or he's lying in a hospital bed in the Jedi Temple. Um, and, you know, we can assume that he's either just been in a big battle and he's tired or he's kind of sick or something. I don't know. But he's in there and there's some Jedi nurse that's telling him to rest. And then Anakin comes in and Yoda's kind of trying to get Anakin to, like, sneak him out. He's like, you know, oh, I don't need to be in here, and I've got stuff to do, and, you know, you got to get me out of here. And Anakin's like, the Jedi Council's not going to be happy about this, and Yoda's like, disobeying the Council, your expertise is. Yeah, I love and, that uh, line. <laughs> and then, you know, Anakin takes him to the hangar and has R2 help Yoda do his ship, and R2 Yoda jumps on R2's back, and they, like, fly across the hangar on R2's little rocket things, and then... Uh, get into Yoda's own personal little like miniature version of a Jedi starfighter, which I just thought was so cool. Yeah, And uh, yet kind of creepy at the same time, because it looks a lot like a TIE Interceptor. Um, so I was kind of like, a little bit of eerie Imperial foreshadowing there, but also <laughs> really cool to see Yoda get his own little tiny personal ship. Um So yeah, I mean, go check that clip out if you haven't seen it. It's up on YouTube and a lot of different Star Wars sites have been posting links to it. But, uh, one thing that's exciting for me is, um, you know, we had originally heard, I think that, or, you know, there was a rumor going around that we were only going to get like two new, uh, arcs of, of bonus episodes. And if all three of these clips that we've gotten so far, the Yoda one, the one with Plo Koon and the lightsaber and the one with, uh... You know the clones and sort of the one that hints at Order 66. If those are all from different story arcs, then that means we'll be getting at least three new story arcs plus the Clovis arc. So, um, of course, that's speculation too. Because, like you said, Tim, you were thinking that the that the uh, the Order 66 was going to somehow tie into the Sifydias thing, and that those were going to be, um, you know, part of the same story arc. Mm-hmm. And I kind of had the same feeling here that, uh, like, I thought those two were going to be separate arcs, but I thought that maybe this mission that Yoda had to go off on by himself, maybe that had something to do with investi- investigating the whole sifo mystery. But maybe it'll also just be some fun little Yoda adventure that they have as a separate thing. So, I mean, if those happen to all be different story arcs, then we'll have, you know, three or four different uh, arcs at least coming out with the bonus content.
1: Yeah, I think it's not going to be that many. I mean, when this clip first came out last weekend, I'm trying to remember who sent this tweet out, but I can't remember his name. But I think it was someone who used to work on the show, whether as a director or one of the writers. But someone asked him if this new Yoda clip is going to be a new arc or part of the Sifo-Dyas arc, and he did say that it's part of this this Yoda arc is part of the same one as Sifo-Dyas. So, but I can't remember who it exactly it was. I know. It said it was someone who was on the work on the show, but since I can't remember it, I'm not really sure if it's going to be back or not, but that's the word going around from what I heard anyway, is that this Yoda arc will be the same one as the Sifo-Dyas one.
0: Okay, yeah, and I didn't even hear that, but that was just sort of a uh, a possibility that I assumed might happen, but I mean, even if that's the case, I'm still excited. I mean, I'm excited for that whole arc because I want to see what they do with the whole Sifo-Dyas story, but also just this Yoda episode looks like a lot of fun, so...
1: Yeah, and of yeah, course it'll probably be, cool be four parts. I mean, that's what all the arcs were yeah, yeah. last season. So you think it'd be the same for this, and Yoda just might get it like once down that episode, which, if it all ties in, it's going to be great.
0: Yeah, but, especially since we haven't really had a good Yoda episode since, uh, well, the very first episode. Yeah, <laughs> and, you know, obviously he's had some good moments over the course of the show, but there's only been one episode that really kind of focused on him.
1: Yeah, there's only that one, and then... And uh, the Zillow Beast strikes back. That's the only other time he put out, took out his lightsaber and did some fighting with it when oh, he tried yeah, to attack yeah. the Zillobees.
0: Yeah, I thought about that too, but you know, obviously, like I said, that wasn't really a Yoda centric episode. Yeah, and you so, know, he didn't really do any fighting with it either. He just sort of ignited true. his lightsaber and then ran up the Zillobe's back and then jumped back into his gunship. <laughs> that's, so, that's pretty much all he did.
1: At least he took it out and uh, was waving it around so he could see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It,
0: but, yeah, so, I mean, obviously, it's it's exciting to see uh, more of that bonus content teased. And, uh, yeah, hopefully, like you were saying, with, with Celebration Europe coming up soon and also with, you know, San Diego Comic-Con and all this stuff over the summer, hopefully really soon we'll get some uh, some more details about, you know, how and when those episodes are going to be released.
1: Yeah, because that's what I'm hoping for, the next thing we hear about the bonus content. As much as I love seeing these new clips, just kind of get some concrete answers as far as when and how we're going to see these episodes. Like you said, you got Comic-Con and Celebration Europe. I'm kind of hoping maybe Comic-Con would be a cool place to announce it. That's why for Celebration Europe, maybe when Dave's there, he can just mainly focus on Star Wars Rebels and just kind of have the two separated. But um, yeah, just like you said, I really want to see these episodes. I just can't wait to finally get that announcement as far as when and how we're going to see them because each clip we get just makes them look better and better and, as Dave said, these are some of the best stuff we've ever done, and I'm definitely starting to believe that <laughs> with these clips.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's all looking really good. And you know what? We've got uh, – well, we've got Star Wars Weekends going on right now. We've got San Diego Comic-Con and Celebration Europe coming up. We also have E3 coming up next month, the big video game convention and uh there was well actually just yesterday this past Tuesday, uh, you know obviously Microsoft had their big reveal of the Xbox one, which is gonna be their next Xbox console,
1: which but, I gotta say that name is
0: pretty lame for yeah yeah system. not not the best name but um, you know that same day EA uh, I think it was the president of EA posted a blog on their website talking about, how, you know, Oh, we've known about this new console for months, and now that they've finally announced it, you know, we can share all of our exciting plans with you on, you know, our games that we're going to be making and stuff. And he said at E3, they're going to be showing off, you know, a lot of their games for the next console. But in that message, he specifically mentioned that at E3, they are going to uh, sort of reveal the first um, official details about their partnership with uh, with. with Disney and Lucasfilm and what Star Wars games they're going to be making. So, I mean, that was something that when uh, when we found out that EA had the rights to make Star Wars games, I, I was pretty much assuming, and I'm sure a lot of people were too, that we'd hear some news at E3 about upcoming Star Wars games. But now we know for sure that uh, coming up at E3, and that's June 11th through the 13th, that there will be uh some uh some news about star wars games actually it's going to be during ea's press conference which takes place the day before the convention starts so that's june 10th and um you know you can look that up online i'm not exactly sure the details but i know it's going to be streamed uh you know it's going to be streamed online it's going to be on tv i think it's on spike
1: yeah usually have a
0: lot of that video game coverage So, yeah, I mean, I know I'm definitely going to be watching it. In fact, I actually might get to go to E3 this year with uh, something my school's hooking up. So, I mean, if I'm not there—well, actually, even if I do go, I'll just be there the 11th through the 13th, so I probably won't be there for the EA press conference. So I'll be at home watching that and eagerly anticipating, uh, you know, hopefully finally hearing the words Battlefront 3 announced in some (laughs) official capacity. But even if it's not that, I'm just really excited to— to get some new
1: Star Wars games on the map. Yeah, I'm curious if it's actually going to maybe show some trailers or it's just going to be like the announcement of the titles for the games that they have planned so far. So it really could be any of those things. I'm hoping it's trailers. And also, too, like you were saying, we got the announcement of the Xbox One and a few months earlier the PS4. Are these new Star Wars games going to be next-gen or are they going to be current-gen games? Oh, I'm sure they're going to be next-gen. Because they they also
0: said that, um, you know, once EA's got this licensing deal, that of all the Star Wars games that they're making, none of them are going to be coming out before, I believe it's April 2014 um, or something like that. It's basically, you know, their their fiscal year, which doesn't go by the regular calendar year. It's not January through December, it ends in like March or something like that. And they said that none of the Star Wars games were going to be released during this fiscal year. So that basically means not until at least april or something of next year um so and yeah if they're releasing stuff next year i mean it might still be they might still be making it for the xbox 360 and the ps3 as well but i'm sure especially with a big company like ea making games with a big property like star wars i'm sure that at least some of if not all of the games that they're making are going to be on the next gen consoles
1: and if they are a next gen that could be the reason I need to buy one of those systems. Exactly. Honestly, right now, the PS4, the Xbox One, so far what they showed, none of it's blowing me away as far as saying, oh, I got to get this. But if there's a new Star Wars yeah. game and if it's Battlefront 3, day one purchase right there. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: <laughs> well, and, you know, it like, like you said, it depends on the games for me too, but it also, you know, I'll, I'll think about it more and sort of look into know what the systems can do and stuff i'm not too worried about it right now because they're not coming out till like the end of this year or something but it's like if battlefront 3 comes out for both of those consoles well then i still have to decide you know which console do i want um but you know if it only comes out for one or the other well then that's the one i'm going to be getting but
1: i really doubt that's going to be the case yeah no i'm pretty sure it's not yeah i mean because eventually as gamers we're not to get one of these new systems eventually but Like I said, it depends on if it's a Star Wars game of how soon we'll end up getting these new systems.
0: Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I I will definitely have one uh, on or before the day that Star Wars Battlefront 3 comes out. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, you know, and speaking of video games, um, there was also an interesting rumor that came out yesterday uh, about the original Knights of the Old Republic game possibly being released for the iPad Um, And this came from, uh, like, I found this on IGN.com and they said that uh, Aspire Media, which is a company, it's like a game company, but they're mostly known for um, sort of porting, uh, you know, existing games to other platforms. And a lot of what they do is taking PC games and making them playable on Mac. And they already did that with Knights of the Old Republic. They took the PC version and made it so you can play it on Mac. They also did that with uh, Empire at War. And, uh, you know, they do it with a lot of different games. I mean, I think they've got, you know, Call of Duty and just you know, a whole lot of the sort of big popular video games. But they sent out this newsletter that was talking about something else. It was like some game they've got available for the Mac or the PC or something like that. And there's just like this little headline at the top of the email that supposedly was put there by accident that said, um, you know, the critically acclaimed star Wars RPG is now available on iPad. And, you know, obviously the first thing that a lot of people think of when you think critically acclaimed Star Wars RPG is Knights of the Old Republic because that's obviously the most well-known one and I'm not sure I can even think of any other critically acclaimed Star Wars games that are really sort of firmly in the RPG RPG genre. But yeah. um <laughs> Yeah, I mean it, it's pretty much just Knights of the Old Republic 1 and 2 and I don't know why they would be bringing the second game to the iPad without bringing the first one to it first. Um, but so, yeah, I mean, this, you know, might've been some sort of accidental leak or something, but certainly seems to imply that they're working on that. Um, especially because Aspire already has a couple games out for the iPad. So they certainly could be working on more stuff for it. And so, um, you know, they, I don't think as far as I know that, I don't think they made any official comment to it or that they released any more details or anything, but I also read some stuff from sort of, um, some, industry you know gaming industry like inside people that they had maybe heard more rumors about this and weren't supposed to say anything and then you know once this thing leaked out they were like oh can we talk about it now I don't know and so it certainly seems to uh to have some credibility to this rumor that uh that Knights of the Old Republic could certainly be coming to iPad and for me I'm hoping it comes to iPhone as well because um, I have an iPhone and not an iPad but um yeah so that would be nice even though I already have the game on my computer too but it would be I, I just like playing these sort of miniature versions of these games on my phone and i'm always blown away that like you know there's all these cool 3d graphics and you know i'm playing like first person shooters and stuff and i'm like holy crap i'm doing this on my cell phone um so to, you know just to be able to play Knights of the old republic on there would be really cool and even though i don't necessarily need to get it i'm like yeah i'd buy that
1: yeah but having it, uh, that on the, a phone or an ipad would be cool but Ever since the last episode, where you brought up how cool it would be to have an HD remake of Night of the Real Republic, that's really what I want
0: now. <laughs> oh well, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I I'd rather have uh, an HD remake for the Xbox 360 or for the next Xbox than for you know than to have the old version on my phone. But you know, maybe this could be a test run. Maybe they're trying to see if people are still interested in the game and if it sells well on you know the iOS devices that maybe. They'll, you know, start on an HD remake version of it. Or maybe they're already working on an HD remake and that's one of the things they'll announce at E3. You know, who knows? But, um, yeah, I mean, I just thought that was an interesting little tidbit that popped up yesterday. Something to definitely uh, keep your eye out for if you have an iPad and want a fantastic Star Wars game for it. Because I've I've played Knights of the Old Republic more times than I can count. I think I lost track around 10 or 11. Oh, um, wow. But yeah, I've I've played that game a lot. And so, yeah, it's it's a great game. If you haven't played it and you have an iPad and it does come out for iPad, I highly suggest checking it out and uh, picking that up. So uh, we'll let you know as soon as we find out any more information on that.
1: Yeah, and then again, it just could be another excuse to play it again. <laughs> it's on yeah. a new platform. Got to play it. See yeah. how it is. <laughs> exactly.
0: But, um yeah, so that's the video game news. And then uh, you already mentioned this earlier, but uh, yeah, it was announced recently that uh, Kathleen Kennedy will be making sort of her first official appearance at uh, Celebration Europe 2, which this kind of had me excited, not just because she's going to be at the convention, but the fact that she is, you know, sort of like the new big head of Lucasfilm now. I'm like, I doubt she's going there just to sort of, you know, sign autographs with fans like somebody like you know, Anthony Daniels might do. I'm like, I'm hoping she's going there to you know make some sort of big announcement or, um, you know, reveal some big information about episode seven or something like that. Maybe she's going to be there to announce, you know, that a certain big three from the original trilogy are officially (laughs) on board or something. Who knows? But, uh, you know, definitely should be some exciting news coming out of that convention.
1: Yeah. I think it's cool that she's going. I mean, where I first heard that, I was like, that's good because Lucas would make time to go, not all of them, but uh, some of the celebrations he would make time to go, do kind of some Q&As with the fans. And I just think it's cool that she, as the head of Lucasfilm, she's continuing on that legacy that George did. It's just being like, making herself public to the fans. And the, I don't know if it's going to be a Q&A thing she's going to do, but just that she's showing herself to be amongst the fan community, I think is great. And like you said, too, I think... If there is going to be a big announcement, this might be the place to do it as far as to officially announce that Mark Hamill, Harrison Ford, and Carrie Fisher are going to be in episode seven.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, it could be a thing with her, you know, being the new president of Lucasfilm that, you know, maybe she is going just to sort of, I don't know, make a good impression on the fans since this Mm -hmm. is the first celebration where George won't be in charge of Star Wars. You know, she's like, oh, I want to go and know, reach out to the fans and let them know that the series is still in good hands and everything. And, you know, normally I would think that that was the case, except for the fact that they're, you know, still, they've still got episode seven in the works and still a lot of kind of sketchy details on that and a lot of rumors and speculation going on. So, I mean, the fact that she's going to this big convention, I have to believe that she's going to, not just to make a good impression or to, you know, greet the fans or anything, but that she's also... Gonna you know be there to uh, sort of personally reveal some big information or something like that.
1: At least yeah, that's, that's not what I'm like for. it's uh, in another state in the U.S. It's in uh, Europe, so she's gonna have to travel pretty far to go there. So yeah, yeah, makes you think. Well, maybe it is gonna be some big announcement that she'll reveal if she's making the trip all the way there.
0: Yep, that's what I'm hoping for, anyways. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but uh, also we had uh, news come out that. Um, they have officially announced one of the few official details we've gotten about episode 7 is that it will be filming in the UK um at least as far as the uh sort of the soundstage studio production side of it um you know they might be doing location scouting in other areas like they did for well all the movies so far episodes 1 through 6 they've all filmed in England for you know the green screen and soundstage and all that kind of stuff and then you know the location scouting they filmed in you know uh where was it the redwoods in california for endor and tunisia and africa for tatooine and you know all over the place for all these different locations but you know a lot of the filming was done in the uk for the first six movies so they're kind of continuing on with that tradition for episode seven
1: yeah just great to know that too that certain traditions that's been known for all star wars movies is continuing you got me like this one filming in the uk and then just hopefully things i like to see continue on is like every Star Wars movie coming out in May and then hopefully the 20th Century Fox fanfare will still be there. <laughs> just to keep that tradition going too because Star Wars would just feel a little different if it's not there. But also too, I found it a little interesting, the quote that Kathleen um, Kennedy made about this press release where she said, we devoted serious time and attention to revisiting the origin of Star Wars as inspiration to our, for our process on the new movie. And that kind of goes back to that filming in the UK. So... I know they, a lot of the writers like Lawrence Kasdan has mentioned before, like we're really trying to go back to the origins of Star Wars of what what everyone fell in love with was episode four when that first came out. They re, I guess they're really trying to capture that magic again with episode seven, just really harking back to the beginnings of how uh, George Lucas made Star Wars and then just really uh, being drawn to that and using that as inspiration for episode seven, which I thought was kind of interesting that she made a point to say that in the press release for this uh announcement of filming in the uk
0: yeah i wonder if they can play the 20th century fox fanfare over the disney logo
1: yeah because it got me thinking for <laughs> uh, some of the marvel movies the, there's no disney logo at the beginning of them i know for iron man 3 there was and i don't believe so there was for the avengers so that kind of got me thinking well, oh, they don't have their logo in front of those movies maybe they'll let uh, the 20th century fox one still stay there and we can have that awesome fanfare that perfectly goes into the main title
0: yeah uh, i doubt it though but, well, I mean, because Fox pretty much has nothing to do with these new movies, so... I don't know. They would be nice, though, just to sort of keep that continuity.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but,
0: uh, yeah, you know, I will say, sort of, you know, when you're talking about going back to the origins of Star Wars and stuff, maybe my one slight hesitation with the way that they're sort of going about Episode Seven is, I, I just hope they're not, like, overthinking it and trying to make it perfect. I'm like you know, obviously this movie's going to have huge expectations, but you can't please everybody and you can't sort of recreate the the magic of the original trilogy. Um, just because, you know, in this day and age, you know, a big, big action sci-fi blockbusters like Star Wars are a lot more commonplace than they were back in 1977 when nobody had ever seen this before. And so, you know, obviously I want them to make a good movie and I want it to be enjoyable and you know, I'm not saying that they should just sort of be lazy with it. But at the same time, I think if they try too hard to like make every single little detail perfect, they might end up, you know, making a movie that's too convoluted or that ends up being boring or something like that. And it's like, just focus on making a good, fun movie that, you know, fits with the rest of the Star Wars universe. And it doesn't necessarily have to be the greatest film of all time, but, you know, just make something that's fun and that Star Wars fans can enjoy, and, you know, I think we'll all be happy with it, or at least most of us will. Um, you know, I, I'm kind of, I guess my target for these new movies is I'm like, is if they're better than the prequels and close to the greatness of the original trilogy, I think, you know, that that'll be more than good enough and if they happen to be as good as the original trilogy or better than fantastic but if you try too hard to you know make it even better than the original trilogy it's like you might aim too high and fall short of your goal so you know i'd rather just have them focus on making it an enjoyable movie um and not a perfect movie necessarily but i don't know that that's necessarily what they're doing i'm just saying you know i've heard a couple of things that i'm like eh maybe don't try to nitpick over every single little detail but i don't know that's my take on
1: it yeah i can see where maybe you can get kind of get that impression from some of those quotes but personally for me i don't think that's going to be an issue with that i just knowing that the actual story treatments are from lucas and then we got jj abrams directing it and then they have access to lucas as far as if there's anything that they may question or not be too sure on they have that access so it's not like we just have to do this on our own and then we have to make sure it's just like what George Lucas did or how would he do it? They have George Lucas there to ever come to that point where they're worried about making it perfect and all that. So uh, I could see where you're maybe be a little concerned with some of the comments because yeah, they do seem to make a point of that. And a lot of the statements that are coming out like Kathleen Kennedy or Lawrence Katzen. So, but I don't think it's something to be too concerned about for me anyway.
0: Yeah. And it, you know, it's not something that I'm like super worried about. It's just something that you know kind of maybe comes to mind every now and then and i'm like okay i hope they watch out for this and you know don't fall into this sort of trap or you know get trapped in this way of thinking but i'm not like biting my nails or being all pessimistic about it or anything like that i I still am thinking and hoping that this is going to be a great movie so yeah more than anything i'm just excited to see what they do with it
1: yeah definitely and 2013 is we're pretty much through halfway through 2013 and 2014 is probably when they're going to be shooting. So yep, <laughs> it's getting yep, closer yep, and closer yep, little by little.
0: Yeah. And speaking of which uh, we have another casting rumor. Um, and I think this is the first big casting rumor that we've had that didn't involve a member of the original trilogy. Um, yeah. This is saying that, uh, you know, there were several sources saying that Jonathan Reese Myers, who's been in several movies and has worked with JJ Abrams before on mission impossible three, that he was maybe in negotiations for a lead role in the film. And, uh, I mean, Tim, I don't know about you, but I'm not, like, super familiar with his work or anything, so I can't really say if I, you know, like this idea or not, you know, if he were to be cast in it. But I read this article on IGN.com, and they had a picture posted there. And uh, just from that one picture of him, I was like, I could definitely see that guy being Luke Skywalker's son. Um, Or, you know, even you know he he could uh pass for you know Han and Leia's kid too i guess but i was like i could see a resemblance to Luke Skywalker there he's not like the spitting image of him or anything but sort of just enough resemblance that i could see that being his son and so um you know if that ends up being the direction that they go with it and that ends up being the actor that they pick i'm like you know on, on based on first impressions i could be okay with that
1: yeah kind of like you i'm not too familiar with uh... This actor's work i haven't really seen anything that he's been in i haven't actually seen mission impossible three and since he was in the Tudors, which is a show i never saw but yeah it's kind of got me thinking kind of around the early days of the episode one casting rumors kind of like how you mcgregor was cast as obi-wan he was he you know of him i feel like you mentioned a movie he was in like train spotting you knew who he was but at the same time he wasn't a big actor but it was, it's kind of reminded me of this where you Kind of, he's an actor who's out there. He might not be a, a superstar that well known, but he is an actor who's, who's done some big movies like Mission Impossible 3. And yeah, we'll see if this pans out to be where he is cast in a role in episode 7. It doesn't say if it was like a main role or anything, it just says a role in episode 7. So no, we'll see, yeah, I think I read is.
0: some on some sites or something where it said he was up for a main role.
1: Okay. But I mean,
0: you know, obviously it's still all rumors at this point, so we don't know one way or the other.
1: Exactly, yeah. So, but like you said, it is the first rumor of a casting that we got besides the big three being in this movie, which is, I don't want to say refreshing in a way, but it's something different as far as casting news that we've gotten that we haven't gotten yeah. before. And, and more of this stuff is probably going to come out, as, like I said, closer and closer we get, and whenever we do get the official announcement that the big three will be back, that's going to be the next thing. Who's going to be the new cast and what characters are they going to play? So this is the first step into that arena, it looks like.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I mean I would say for me it is kind of refreshing to hear something about somebody else because I mean as much as I would love to see Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher and Harrison Ford come back um you know I would love to see those guys in the new movies but they're kind of old enough that they could be you know in a supporting role but I don't think they're you know still in their prime to like be the the main headlining stars of some big huge you know sci-fi action movie so Um, you know, like you said, it's like, once we get those three confirmed, it's like, okay, we're going to have them involved in the film in some capacity, but obviously we have to have new characters too. So now let's hear some more about them. So yeah, it is kind of nice to, uh, you know, obviously we don't have any official information yet, but it's at least nice to be able to, um, start tossing around some rumors and speculation and ideas about who some of the, uh, sort of up and coming new generation of Jedi and pilots and stuff might be.
1: Yeah, or aliens. Who knows? <laughs> you could aliens, be doing a
0: robots, you know. Maybe R2D two and C three people have a kid. Who knows? You know, they do weird <laughs> stuff
1: do. there's a whole other trilogy right there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but um yeah, so aside from that, you know, we've got some more stuff with uh JJ Abrams, you know, obviously he's been doing a lot of press interviews for Star Trek recently because that just came out and yeah, obviously like we said, people are going to ask him about Star Wars. And so um, you can find all kinds of clips on the internet. We've got some of them linked on our Twitter page with him on, you know, Jimmy Kimmel and uh, John Stewart. <laughs> that one was great. The <laughs> <laughs> Kimmel and John Stewart and all these other guys. You know, he's on these talk shows. And, you know, of course, they bring up Star Wars. And so he's talking about what it's like working on it. Doesn't give out any, you know, big information or anything like that yet. But if you want to hear him just kind of talk about the uh, the early thought process and where they're at so far, that stuff's out there. And like I said, we've got that linked on our Twitter
1: page. Yeah, and then the Jimmy Kimmel one, I don't know if you saw it, but so we actually had some guest questions for him and you had uh William Shatner and Billy D. Williams and planted in the audience.
0: Oh gosh, I need to go watch that now. Yeah, it was Billy I have D. not Williams seen that. I think I saw you know, maybe I'm thinking of Zoe Saldana because she's in Star Trek, too. I was like, I thought I saw J.J. Abrams on Jimmy Kimmel, but I didn't see that part. So I'll have to go look for that.
1: Yeah, definitely check it out. It's funny. You got Billy Williams kind of pleading his case for Lando. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Shatner. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, it's it's funny. Definitely check it out.
0: Yeah. Well, and then so the last thing I wanted to mention for this episode, um, you know, Tim, I know you said you haven't
1: seen the new Star Trek yet. Um, yeah, but... not yet. Definitely going to see it probably this weekend.
0: Yeah, and I'm hopefully going to go see it again in the next couple weeks or so. I absolutely loved it, and uh, I actually went and saw it with our friend Jason Hunt, who was on uh, our episode, our, one of our last couple episodes, and I uh, went and saw it with him for his birthday recently. But, um, you know, I mean, I love the movie in general, and I've never really been a big Star Trek fan at all. Um, you know, never really cared about the series until J.J. Abrams made the new one back in 2009, and I thought, oh, it's looks pretty cool, I guess I'll go check it out. And I really liked that one. I really liked uh, Into Darkness, the sequel that just came out. So I liked the movie sort of on its own merits, but also just watching it, I was getting super excited for episode seven because um, I just think J.J. Abrams has a really great sort of visual eye for like space and spaceships and just sort of these, um, I mean, obviously for action scenes and, you know, there were some you know laser gunfights and stuff like that and that stuff was cool too, but... There would be some shots where, you know, not much was happening. It would just be like a ship flying past a planet or something like that. But just the visuals of it and sort of, you know, the lighting out in space and the engines of the ship and the sound effects and, or, you know, it could be like the Enterprise blasting off into warp speed and stuff like that. I was sitting there going, Oh man, I cannot wait to see this same thing in another (laughs) two years, but, you know, with the Millennium Falcon instead of the Enterprise and, you know, when they've got these laser gun fights, there'll be a couple of guys in the middle of it swinging lightsabers around. And, you know, it was just, uh, I mean, it, it was mostly, like I said, just the visuals and the, you know, some of the action choreography and even some of the music, even though um, it's looking like it's more likely that John Williams rather than Michael Giacchino is going to do the score for uh, episode seven, but that's not confirmed yet either. But, you know, just watching this and just sort of the the look and feel of this whole space adventure, I was like, this guy is going to make Star Wars awesome.
1: And that's exactly the reaction I was hoping I, I'm going to have when I see it and to hear that you had that reaction. Uh, that's exactly what I was hoping for. So I can't wait to see it. But then at the same time, we could I wanted that feeling where, oh, this is a great movie, and then and I can't wait for Episode seven. So that's cool that you had that reaction when you saw it.
0: Yeah. Well, and you know, it's funny. I mean, I, like I said, I enjoyed the movie throughout, and I was paying attention to the story and everything. But it seemed like – It was more for the first half of the movie that I was really getting excited about Star Wars because, you know, things hadn't really quite picked up in the movie yet. They were still sort of introducing things. But it was like it was the first time in a while that I had gone and seen, you know, a big sci-fi epic in a theater anyways. And so, I mean, I can't even remember the last movie I went to see that had, you know, spaceships and lasers and all that kind of stuff. Probably the first Star
1: Trek (laughs)
0: Yeah, maybe. I mean, you know, there's been stuff since then, you know, the Avengers last year and stuff like that. But that wasn't even, you know, that wasn't like a big space adventure. Oh, yeah. But, um, you know, so just sort of for the beginning of the movie, it was just sort of that reintroduction to it. I was like, oh, man, this is cool. And I'm going to see it again when Star Wars comes out. And I'd say, you know, the movie's about two hours long. And for probably like the first hour, I was having that you know, that Star Wars excitement. And then, you know, I, I, really started getting into the story In the second half of the movie, I was just really sort of caught up in the Star Trek story and, uh, you know, finding out what was going on in that movie. But yeah, I mean, overall it was just a really enjoyable experience. Um, you know, if you guys haven't seen the movie, I highly recommend it. Um, you know, like I said, it's just, uh, it's a lot of fun and a, a cool space adventure and it, you know, it's cool. It's, it's, uh, you know obviously really action heavy and kind of uh got kind of a dark serious story but a lot of humor in it at the same time so uh yeah it's you yeah, know a lot of fun great movie and uh just getting my hopes up even more for JJ Abrams to do great things with Star Wars
1: awesome I mean, yeah i can't wait to see it and from some other feedback that i've been hearing from people who I know are Star Wars fans they're saying uh oh, can't wait to see what JJ is going to do with episode seven after we saw into darkness. So yeah, that's that's great. Can't wait to see it.
0: Yeah. You go see it. I'll go see it again. And the rest of you guys, you should go check it out too. So, uh, well, yeah, like I said, this has been one of our longer episodes, um, had a ton of stuff to cover. I know we spent a long time talking about star Wars rebels and all the different exciting possibilities for that. But uh, I think we're just about done for this week. Right.
1: Yeah, we covered all the big uh, news stories that's happened, and like you said, it was a lot of big stuff and yeah. a lot of good news.
0: Yeah, yeah. A lot. Well, yeah, like you said, after after the Clone Wars got canceled and after uh, LucasArts got shut down, it was looking like you know a dark time for the Rebellion. But uh, you know, luckily, in these last few weeks, we've had a lot more exciting uh, new stuff coming out. So
1: yeah, thankfully, our dark times only lasted about a month. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> yeah, already, seriously, it, we already have a New home now.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, we're going to have a whole TV series, hopefully lasting several years, that's going to take place during the dark times. But that won't be a dark time for us because we'll be enjoying the dark times. Yep. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, lots of exciting stuff going on. And, um, you know, obviously, as more news and information comes out, we will keep you guys updated. We'll be, you know, posting more updates on Facebook and Twitter and making new episodes about it. Actually, I'll be going to Phoenix Comic-Con this weekend, and Sam Whitworth's going to be there. I have a media pass to get into the convention, or I actually don't have it in hand yet, but I got approved for a media pass that I'll pick up there. But they still haven't sent me any information about how to set up interviews and you know that kind of stuff. And I've sent emails to people going, hey, I still haven't got any, inter- any information. What do I need to do about this? So hopefully they'll get back to me before the convention actually starts. Um, you know, I don't know what's going on there, but hopefully I'll get that information. And if I can interview Sam Witwer, uh, that would be really cool. And obviously, uh, we'll hopefully have a podcast out sometime next week and I'll, uh, pop that in there and, uh, let you guys listen to it. And, you know, maybe I'll pick his brain about maybe being in the rebels show or being in any of the, uh, Clone Wars bonus content or anything like that. But, uh, you know, we'll have to wait and see, I guess. Um, like I said, hopefully I get to actually, do some media stuff with my media pass, even though they haven't told me anything about it yet. But, um, yeah, so, you know, we'll be back with that if that happens. And if not, we'll be back the next time some big Star Wars news comes out. Um, And for those of you who listen to our friends Mike and Matt over on Frontlines of the Clone Wars podcast, they're actually going to be transitioning to a Rebels podcast, obviously, once that show starts up. And um, I'm not exactly sure all the details of you know, when they're going to be sort of transitioning or if they're going to be doing both podcasts at once or something like that. But they already have a Facebook page. uh, It's just called The Rebels Podcast, so you can go check them out on there. Um, And I do know they're going to be continuing to do uh, Frontlines, The Clone Wars Podcast, as long as the Clone Wars bonus episodes are coming out whenever we finally get those. And then, uh, you know, once that wraps up and The Rebel series starts, they'll just transfer over sort of full time to The Rebels Podcast and uh, Frontlines will kind of wrap up. But, um, yeah, we'll keep you guys posted uh, for, you know, any updates on that as well. And, um, you know, as always, you can send us email with your comments, questions, feedback. uh, Kyle at CloneWarsPodcast.com or Tim at CloneWarsPodcast.com. You can find us on Facebook, Star Wars The Saga Continues. And, uh, you know, like I said, we post some updates on there. Or like we did today, you know, sometimes we'll uh, post discussion topics for our upcoming episodes and uh, let you guys chime in also you can find us on Twitter at Star Wars TSC and you can tweet us on there and uh, you know we always love to hear back from you guys and we'll you know read your feedback on the air and uh, sometimes we get good suggestions from our listeners on you know topics for episodes and stuff like that so you know keep the uh, keep listening keep the responses coming you can also check us out on iTunes and leave us a review on there. And, uh, yeah, Tim, we, that's uh, all we got for this week, isn't it? Yep, you got it all covered. Cool. Yep, that's all the contact info, all the news, all that good stuff. And we're wrapping up here at close to an hour and a half. I think this might be our second longest show, something like that. But, uh, yeah, lots of cool stuff to talk about. And we will be back next time we have more good stuff to talk about. So, until then, you know, keep an eye out for updates on Twitter, Facebook, and all your – regular star wars news outlets and uh we will be back the next time we've got a lot of stuff to wrap up and talk about for another good long episode so until then we will see you guys next time and may the force
1: be with you see you next time everyone